But tonight, we light the final candle on our Advent wreath, the Christ candle. It is in the center of the wreath, as we want him to be in the center of our lives. It is white, reminding us of the purity of our Lord, perfect in every respect. See him as the white lamb, and remember the words of John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The light is radiant as God's love is radiant in his son Jesus, whom we celebrate tonight. Every year at this time, we jump into the middle of a story that's been told for hundreds of years. It's a story of cities decorating their streets and their sidewalks. It's a story of trees and ornaments and fireplaces, of gifts and wrapping paper and ribbons. There's expectation and wonder and hope, a deep hope that drives us back to the beginning of the story. Because it all starts here. It starts in a manger with a baby and an angel and a scared teenage girl in love with a misunderstood young man who thinks she's worth it. It's about a child who will bring light into darkness, joy into despair, revealing a God who will redeem it all. A God who is leaving the glory of heaven to pursue the glory of a cross. A God who is becoming flesh and blood and skin a God who is loving and offering all people a pathway back into the relationship for which they were created. It's too rich to comprehend and too beautiful to dismiss. This is Christmas. This is the story of stories. And it all starts here. Christmas, everyone. Glad to be able to welcome you out to our Christmas uh, Eve service. It's a joy to be together to worship. My name is uh, Russell. I serve as the lead pastor here at Philpott Church. And if you're uh, visiting with us tonight, maybe visiting family or here for the first time, we are especially glad to, to welcome you here this evening. Well, uh, I suppose for many of us, all that is left to do is the wrapping. Anyone got any wrapping left to do? Any? Uh, wow. All right. So there, there's going to be a late night for some, some people. Uh, I usually play a supporting role in, in the whole wrapping. Um, you know, turning on some music or saying, go, Angela, something, you know, something like that. Um, uh, but there, there's probably a, some, some wrapping left to do. Actually, Angela and I were, uh, were at the Dream Center on Tuesday of uh, last week. Helping, uh, hel helping out with their Christmas toy shop, and we spent uh, much of the afternoon um, wrapping gifts. And I had the very important task of making sure Angela had adequate tape. And uh, it's, it's an important role, because if you've ever wrapped gifts, you've got to have tape. And I was right there ready to make sure Angela had lots of uh, tape. You know, the, uh, the exchanging of gifts is a big part of our Christmas celebrations. 
And there, while there, I suppose, there can be a certain stress involved in shopping for people, because after all, what do you buy people who already have most everything they need? And while there's certainly a, a bit of stress, there, there is a joy in giving. There's a joy in giving to people. Not wrapping, but there's joy in, in giving to people. This is, this is our first Christmas here at uh, Philpot. And in fact, it's our first Christmas ever as a family away from Newfoundland, the rock. Now, I don't know if any of you have has happened to watch national weather today, but Newfoundland is actually getting hammered by a snowstorm. And uh, a lot of Christmas Eve services and things are canceled back on the rock tonight. And I was so glad to be able to look out my front window and see green grass. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so... And so because we're away, though, a lot of our shopping has been done online this year. Now, we did have, we did, you know, we're able to do some local things, and, you know, we, we enjoy, Angie and I had a great few days, or a couple of days, maybe down at Lock Street, and walking down there, and, and, and talking to the people, and, and doing some shopping there, but a lot of our shopping was done online, and actually, Amazon was a great blessing to us, and one of the great things about Amazon is they'll actually wrap for you. Uh, and and it, it's a wonderful thing, especially if you're sending packages back, you know, to Newfoundland. And so you, you, you pick, we picked out what we wanted to give to different family members. And then that wonderful option was there. Do you want this gift wrapped? And yes, I want that gift wrapped. And uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. And so when people back home now, they'll, they'll get their Amazon box. They'll open that up and, and there'll be actually uh, gifts wrapped. You know, gifts, gifts hidden in wrapping paper, gifts veiled in, in wrapping paper. This is, this is truly a special night. Christmas Eve is always a, a special, special night for many, for many reasons. But I would, I would suggest to us that it is most special because it, it points us to the most profound truth of all. And that God stepped into our time and space and came to us in human flesh, veiled in wrapping paper, if you will. It, it's an amazing, profound truth. And what we celebrate at Christmas, you see, is not just the birth of a baby, but that in this birth, we have God himself becoming human. At this time of the year, people hear more Christian theology than at any other time, even if they're unaware. Wherever you go, there is Christmas music playing, Christmas carols, and one of the most popular Christmas carols, we sang it earlier tonight, is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And there's that line in that carol that I love and that expresses so profoundly what we are remembering tonight. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Do you know what that really means? It means look and see God hidden in human flesh. Look and see God in the person of Jesus. And, and the term that we often use for this is the word incarnation. 
and the incarnation, God himself becoming human, is the difference maker for Christianity. And if we understand the word incarnation, then we will understand what Christmas is all about because everything else flows out of this profound truth. See, the question, the central question that we must wrestle with is, you know, who is Jesus? Who, who is this, this baby? Why, why do we remember his birth? Why have so many undertaken to write a biography of his life? Think about this question for a moment. What, what do you think makes a person good? Maybe you can think of someone you admire. It might be an historical figure, maybe that you look up to. And why do you consider that person to be good? Why is he or she a good person, a good man, a good woman? Most likely you consider them good because of what they have done. Because we often equate goodness to what a person does. We, we interpret a person by his or her good works. I would suggest to us tonight that when it comes to Jesus, the first and most important question we need to wrestle with is, who is this person? Who is Jesus? Because it is who Jesus is as a person that determines or interprets the meaning of his work. And so it's who Jesus is that gives meaning to his birth and his life and his death. Who is Jesus? Who is this baby that we celebrate tonight? And the message of Christmas, the message of Christmas is that Jesus the Christ who was with God the Father from the beginning, and indeed was God, that this Christ appears in human flesh, that he became a man. And the wonder of Christmas is that God himself came to live among his people, that God took on all of what it means to be human without abandoning any of what it means to be God. It, it, it's a Christmas mystery, it truly is. Veiled in flesh that God had seen. Come, come and see what God has done. Come and see God hidden in human flesh. Uh, author and pastor Tim Keller writes and says that Christianity is unique it doesn't say incarnation is normal, but it doesn't say it's impossible. It says that God is so eminent that it is possible, but he is so transcendent that the incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ is a universe-sundering, history-altering, life-transforming, paradigm-shifting event. And this is what sets Christianity apart from everything else. Because if the incarnation is true, if it's true, if Jesus is God, then every single person must surrender 
to this one particular Jewish man. Because the person who Jesus is determines and interprets his work. And so I guess we're left asking ourselves, well, why has God done this? Why did Jesus come to us? Why was it necessary for God to come to us in human flesh? Well, friends, quite simply, friends, the, the scripture says, because it was necessary for you and I to be saved. This was the necessary link in God's plan to save you and me from our sin. And because of who Jesus is, his death became the only perfect sacrifice for our sin. And tonight we stand in awe of what God has done to save us. And I want to announce to us that God's salvation is offered to us as a free gift. And Jesus takes upon himself a human nature and joins his divine nature to that human nature for the purpose of our salvation so that we might have a deep, intimate relationship with our loving Heavenly Father. Or as someone said, God became small for us in Christ. He showed us his heart so that our hearts might be one. And so tonight, in a, in a world of performance and obligations, and in a world with offers with strings attached, this Christmas, God offers you grace. A free gift of grace that leads to eternal life. Because you see, the wages of sin, the scripture says, is death. And the Bible says that all of us have sinned. And still, so many people try to earn God's salvation by not sinning and by doing good deeds. You know, if you were to ask a hundred people on the sidewalk, how do you get to heaven? You'd get a lot of different answers that could be summarized by the idea that you have to earn your way to heaven. You might hear things like, well, try to be good and try to do your best or work really hard at being a good moral person or, or do more good things in life than you do bad things. And all of these ideas are based on the performance plan. To earn salvation, all you have to do is never sin and always do what's right for all of your life. That's all you have to do. But because none of us qualifies for that plan, what does God do? He offers us grace. Christmas grace. He, he offers us the free gift of his grace. Eternal life, a relationship with God, not based on what we deserve, thank God, but as a free gift. You know, a, a pastor tells of a time when he was asked the question, what must I do to be saved? And the guy asking the question was shocked by the pastor's response. The pastor said, you're, you're too late. And he didn't expect that answer and nervously responded, well, uh, 
what, what do you mean? It, it, it's too late to do anything? And the pastor replied, well, you're about 2,000 years too late. What needed to be done for your salvation has already been done. Jesus Christ already did it. And all you need to do is to accept what he has already done for you on your behalf. As Jesse and the team return, I want to suggest to you that the best Christmas gift you will ever receive comes by grace and through faith. Tomorrow morning or maybe later on tonight, people are, some people might hopefully are going to give you a gift. And, and what are you going to? You're, you're going to receive that gift. You're, you're going to say thank you. You're going to receive that gift. And, 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 and tonight, the best Christmas gift that you will ever receive comes by grace through faith. And the only question left unanswered is, will you receive it? Will you pray this simple prayer and receive God's free gift? You know, Lord, be born in my heart. Come alive in me this Christmas. And why is all of this possible? Because of who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. God veiled in human flesh. And it's because of who he is that determines his birth and his life and his death. And it's because of who Jesus is that makes his death a saving death. Jesus came to live and to die for us. And tonight I encourage you to by faith receive this free gift of God's grace. Let me pray with you tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came. Lord, what a, what a special night it is tonight, Lord, as we just reflect upon your coming. We are thankful that you came. We thank you, Lord, that you lived the perfect life on our behalf. And you died, Lord, in making a perfect sacrifice on our behalf. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this free gift of grace, this free gift of salvation that you extend to us tonight. Lord, be born in every heart and life here in this place tonight. Be born in us, we pray. Lord, we stand in awe of, of your great work. And we offer you thanks and praise. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon every family that's represented here tonight. And, and no doubt as people have stepped into this uh, place of worship, they have stepped in maybe carrying concerns of life and burdens and struggles, Lord. And maybe no doubt things are not right. And, and I pray that in, in spite of that, Lord, that you will give us the assurance that you are with us. And we will have the, the awareness of your presence in each of our lives. So, Lord, bless every family here tonight. Bless the needs that are represented here, Lord. And, uh, Lord, as we gather together around Christmas trees, Lord, and as family and friends, 
and around tables, Lord. I pray that your presence would be so very real to us as we enjoy each other's company, but most of all, Lord, Lord, we enjoy our fellowship with you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas, everyone. God bless you. Go in peace.